This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, hand-roasted coffee from the foothills of California's gold country. Online at carolinescoffee.com. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, episode number 142, Parenting Principles Over Formula. Man, we're going to talk about it. I, during this interview, I do some serious throwdowns. Yeah, you do. Man, I get, but re- this is really, good. I get really pushy in this one. I don't think we've ever really dedicated an episode to parenting, have we? I don't know. We, we like to forty-two podcasts. Well, I don't remember every we kind of like to stay away from this topic simply because we are not going to tell anybody how to parent. How to parent, sure. Yeah. But we are going to tell them how to parent today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about this. So, hey, what's going on in your world? Well, we had a special needs afternoon, which nobody needs to hear about. But we do. We are taking all of our children. And spouses to Disneyland this yeah, weekend. Yeah, although we don't say Disneyland around our house because of the special needs boy who gets yeah. a little bit too focused on these things. Mm-hmm. So we use code, folks. These are the code words in our house. <laughs> we use uh, Walt's Place. Right. <laughs> we talk about uh, that place down near Anaheim. Yes. Uh, we're West Coasters, so that means we're going to go to Disneyland, uh, not Disney World. Right. Um, so things like Anaheim. Actually, I, I've priced... Disney World for us, it would be cheaper to take our kids to Europe. Yeah, so on the West Coast. <laughs> but I just think it's funny we use these code words. So you know where the Matterhorn is, things yes, like that. Right. You know. Anaheim. Um, Anaheim's a good one because when you're special needs and eight years old, you have no idea what that. No, means. but most other people know what Anaheim means in mm-hmm. California. If you right. say you're going to Anaheim, the number one thing people say is, "Are you going to Disneyland?" Correct. So I right. guess it's like Orlando. Orlando. Right. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. Hey, we need to see if listeners know exactly what you're referencing when you sing. Oh, that. yeah. Write it in if you That's know what funny. I was just singing. When I just sang that, what was I referencing? Good. That was a good one. That's All a great right. one. So here's the thing that I think is funny. Um, we, I told our behaviorist that we were going to be going to Disneyland, and she looked at me like we had absolutely lost our minds. Why would we do that? Why would we take 12 people and one special needs child? Well, you know why we're doing it? Do you know? Uh, yes. It's a dad gift. It was your, I know, it's, you hatched this great plan and I'm excited. It's a dad gift. Every year I do dad gifts at Christmas. I buy one gift for my kids. It comes from me. It's all from me. This this was a very nice one. Yeah. Very nice. But anyhow, um, folks, here's the reality of having a, a special oh. needs child. We have to make charts for him so that he knows how to stand in line and when we're taking potty breaks and... <laughs> Yeah. When we're having a chill out moment or whatever. So we, we have to carry a little chart with us, a little Velcro charts. tabs. I want I charts at Disneyland. I want to know when we're Isn't doing that... our churro break, <laughs> when we're doing our giant um, hot dog, corn dog break. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when we're doing our cinnamon up. donut break. There's cinnamon so many. donuts? Is that a thing at Disneyland? No, like Dole Whip. People talk about Dole oh, Whip. Oh, yes. Right? And uh, the big gigantic turkey legs, which I've never had at no, Disneyland. No, but people walk that. around with I them know, like they're ice cream. No. Just We're saying. Yeah. So what's your favorite ride at Disneyland, Fletch? 
Um, haven't I told this before? I feel like we've said this before. I maybe, but say it again. It's we're 142 yeah, episodes in. <laughs> I'm remember. a pirate guy. Like Pirates of the pirates. Caribbean or Indiana Jones. Okay. I've had good good memories on both of those with all my kids. Well, we're just Actually, a couple. I love Indiana Jones. Adventureland is my favorite place in Disneyland. Okay. Right, Jungle Cruise. They play a lot of that good jazz music that's, in the background. That's right, they do. Hey, so, I have wait, our theme wait a music minute. for this show. Our theme music is going to be a Disney song. <laughs> we are a couple years out here on the West Coast from having the Star Wars land. Oh, Star Wars land. That'll probably are they be calling it that? Star Wars land. I, I don't know. know. So. <laughs> All right. Is that enough fluff? <laughs> that think, is plenty of Disney Jason fluff. Jason will be thrilled with that amount of yeah. fluff this week. <laughs> All um, right. And uh, so let's uh, get started with our show. We're going to be interviewing Heather Hopped. Yes. Haupt. And I said, I told her I was going to get it, it wrong. both ways. I know. She said both ways. Fine, though. She says it's easiest to tell people hopped, but that it's actually helped. So the German is helped. Helped. Yes. So Heather is uh, a friend of mine from the homeschool circuit. I know that sounds goofy, but it's true. And uh, she's going to join us for talking about parenting that a isn't. Lot of circuits you could be on. I know. And the homeschool circuit. Are you kidding me? Dude, I'm on I, the homeschool and the knitting circuit. I, oh, <laughs> wow. That sounds say fantastic. That. My whole entire life is one big nerd fest. So, you know, throw a little opera in there and I don't drink coffee. Orlando. So, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. All right. Let's get on with this show. Okay. All right. Before we go to the show. Um, I am going to tell you again about Caroline's coffee. I am drinking organic Papua New Guinea Temuza. Ooh. That's something. Uh, it comes out of uh, Papua New Guinea. You know what Papua New Guinea, you know what the other half of the island is from Papua New Guinea? Mm, mm, I, you, you're, you're stumping the homeschool mom. Indonesia. Okay. Gotcha. Guess what? It's the second biggest island in the world next to what? Australia. Greenland. Oh, Sure. I think oh my Australia gosh. Is, is Can a we continent. cut this part out? Because I'm no. just showing my ridiculous <laughs> no, <laughs> ignorance. It's okay. You're not are, ignorant. In fact, are not all continents me, islands? If you had asked me that same question, I would have like less of a guess than you did. All right. That was a pretty good guess. So yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Uh, it comes from carolinescoffee.com. It's a great fruity cup of coffee. You people would love it. But you got to go to carolinescoffee.com. Use our code HIRL for 10% off anything you order. Coffee, tea, or accessories. Head on over there. If you show them the love and use the code, they will continue to sponsor us. We'll continue to make shows. You will continue to listen. That's awesome. Kendra, you know what that music was? I do. That's from Disney. I know. I know. Good Disney music. Always makes me happy. Hey, uh, I was using it because <laughs> we were we talked about it in the fluff section. It's right. the only reason I'm using okay. it. It has nothing to do with our guests. I don't know what music you would have picked for principal <laughs> parenting. So, uh, Yeah, I guess there isn't like a key mm. song. So let's head on over to the interview with Heather uh, Hopped, and we will be back at the end. Well, we are sitting down here in the studio. I have a nice steaming hot cup of coffee. Kendra, you have knitting in your hand, and we are on the phone with Heather Haupt. And Heather, we want to welcome you to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Now, Heather, why don't you do a, do us a favor and let us know where you are and let us know a little bit about who you are. Okay. Yeah, my name is Heather Haupt, 
and I hail currently from the great state of Texas, although I am an Arizona native, and I have four children, uh, three boys, 12, 10, 9, and then a five-year-old girl. That's awesome. Thank you for joining us. This is going to be great. Now, we're talking about parenting uh, principles over formulas. And Heather, let's start with the fact that you are a homeschool grad, correct? I am. I was pulled out halfway through first grade and homeschooled all the way through. So you're an expert then on homeschooling and parenting (laughs) and principles and formulas because you're a perfect homeschool grad. That's right. I am. (laughs) So Heather, we, um, you and I have had this conversation because we bump into each other at homeschool conventions and other things, and we like to spend time together, um, that we, neither of us feel very much like experts in anything, um, let alone parenting, but we've seen some things over the years, you and I. Let's talk about that. Let's, you know, our listeners are probably thinking, what, what does this mean, principle over formula? So let's just start right there and say, this conversation that you and I have had has been, hey, what we're seeing is a whole lot of grasping at formulas and hoping that we're going to have kids who turn out well. Yeah, I, I think it's just it's human nature. We tend to want to know how to go about doing things. And so we look around and we see that something's working for someone else or we're drawn to that headline on that article or that website that promises um, children who behave, children who love God, children who do X, Y, and Z, if you just follow this three-step formula. Um, and so I, I even find myself falling falling into that a little bit, and I hate the idea of formulas, and I know that they don't work. Um, but, yeah, we just we sort of we look around going, how do we do this? We want to do this well. And it's really easy to slip into the mindset that a formula can guarantee us results. And the simple fact of the matter is that they don't because we're human and we're raising unique human beings. I, I want to jump in here, ladies, at the uh, just at the outset. I want to stir up the pot. Um, it's Yes, there's a human tendency to want this, um, but there's also that that will breed in us a certain level of pride, um, so much so that we'll name our ministries Growing Kids God's Way. How's that for throwing a wow. big... Wow. I know, I'm throwing it. You just a, threw out the big guns I right did. there. Well, because we yeah. name it Growing Kids God's Way, like, hey, we have it all figured out. And I'm not talking the the leaders of that ministry. I'm saying... We as Christian parents mm-hmm. want to say, oh, we've got yeah. this all figured out, so we're going to grow kids God's way. Or we're or going... even just to say that this following this, this is God's way. Yeah, this formula, yeah. Yeah, even, yeah. And, and let's just go broad, um, homeschooling, this is the way. I mean, can't we see this from Deuteronomy 6? The, the entire Israelite community, we're homeschoolers. Thus, ergo, <laughs> we need to be homeschoolers because that's the perfect way to do this. How's that? How's that for stirring the pot, ladies? Oh, you, you stirred the pot. <laughs> um, yeah, we were drawn to that because we want to do it God's way and we want, um, we want guaranteed results. And the simple fact of the matter is that we don't, we don't have guaranteed results. And so we have to resist that. And yet, on the other hand, I've also seen circles, if we're going to stir the pot here, who have gone over to the other extreme that sort of resist the idea of of any kind of direction and just Mm. sort of do whatever you want. And so we also have people raising kids with no direction whatsoever and not putting any kind of, of guidelines on their kids. We don't see that as much in the homeschool community. Um, 
But I've seen that where children just wail on their parents and they are basically little dictators and their parents feel powerless because they don't want to to fall into the formula camp. And so that's where we just we have to look for where is balance here. Yeah, you are. You you said a mouthful there. I think that's that's entirely accurate. So, what you know, what is the what's the answer here? If you know, if I'm if I'm not wanting a formula, or if I find myself too drawn to formulas, where where do we find a balance? And or is there such a thing? Well, if you just follow my two step process, <laughs> you will find balance in this area. <laughs> no, um, it's I think it's a constant battle. And you just have to recognize where you tend to fall. Do you tend to fall into the blase fair, whatever goes, goes? Or do you fall into the always looking for that magic formula that's going to make your life turn out right? And then you need to look and pray and ask God to bring you into balance. Well, you you grew up in an era, uh, I'm just basing it on what I think your age is, which I think is very, very young. You only have four children, so you've got to be around. In the homeschool (laughs) world, that puts you around 22, right? I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, so, I mean, you grew up in an era, though, where so many parents were doing it a certain way. So now the pendulum is swinging, and and this this graduated group of homeschoolers, you included, says, all right, we're not going to go to that extreme of formulas, or like we like to say, homeschooling saves your children. Mm. That's, that's not the way we're going to go. Right. But on this end, as we're pulling that pendulum and it starts swinging the other way, we want to grab onto it and say, but yes, there are principles, there are principles that God's given us. You know, we want we say on a regular thing, we want to raise our kids with the gospel so that they are so gospel saturated right. that they know um, first that their hope is in nothing other than Jesus. Um, and then as parents, we know our hope in raising our kids is in nothing other than Jesus. We're not going to put our hope in, you know, procedures and um, curriculums and in uh, behavioral patterns and in scriptural or what is um uh, parenting methods, but there are principles we're still shooting for. One is the gospel, um, good ethics, good morals, all those things. But um, it, it, we're talking about that's the title of this podcast: parenting with principles. Um, Kendra, um, are, are what are some of the principles we're going to be shooting for? Well, that's a great question, and Heather, I think you can agree that all of us want some some sort of direction. And and what is that? Um, you mentioned praying and asking God uh, for direction, and and I had said to you before this that I'm just at this point now in my parenting where I'm like, okay, God, tell me what to do next because I I've got nothing, you know. And so so what do we? What kind of a lifeline do we throw to our to our listeners or to each other as believers? Fletch mentioned the gospel, but certainly, what does that look like? What does it look like to parent kids with the principle that stems straight from from the Bible? Well. You touched on it, Fletch, earlier, and it's, we, go to, we go to the Lord first. We center everything around Him. And so I actually was really blessed. I grew up in a home where my parents were so in love with Jesus that it was contagious. And there was grace there when we made mistakes. They readily came to us when, um, when they messed up. And so that just was a real freeing atmosphere to grow up in. And one of the things that they always emphasized with me and that I saw them live out is that when things would come up and they didn't know what to do and they were looking for what is the next step, they went to the Lord in prayer first. And so as they did that, they modeled it to us 
Um, and then as we went into our teen years, we would come to them with like, whoa, you know, this is going on. What do we do? And they would instruct us to, we'll go to the Lord first in prayer. And I think that is so key, especially when we live now here in this internet age, where it's so easy to go to your phone and go to Google and say, okay, here's my problem and I want my quick solution. And the simple, it, it, there's no easy solution. And I have found so many times when I'm spinning my wheels looking for that answer, um, that the Lord just taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, I'm here. And when I stop and I go to him first, he always gives direction and he draws me to the word or he brings me into contact with somebody um, who's experienced something similar to what I'm walking through. And so, yeah, grounding it first in our relationship with the Lord and recognizing that he is going to guide us each step of the way on each of our unique journeys. Okay, but that's really scary. And that means that I might have to give up some control. And it means that I can't count on an outcome. If I, you know, I, I want to be able to put my quarter in the machine and get out exactly what I ordered, Heather. <laughs> yeah, it's a scary place to be because you don't have guaranteed outcomes. We're called to walk by faith. You know, the other thing that is, is when you don't have a formula to parent, um, and you're and you're going by faith every step of the way, you're going to have to um, expose yourself to your kids that you might not have every every answer. So um, you know, parents who are parenting with formulas, often as as things come up, it's just easier to say no or because I said so, or because those are the house rules, or just that's the rules. That's the common. That's our cultural response to this. We're homeschoolers. Doggone it. Homeschoolers don't watch TV, or we're homeschoolers. We don't date, or we're homeschoolers. We this is how we dress, and when we step away from those formulas, um, suddenly we are exposed. And and boy, for people that, um, I, and I think again, I'm saying a lot of homeschoolers generationally had have had a lot of pride issues. That's a scary place to go because, man, I I don't know the answer to this, and I'm going to. Uh, allow God to to lead here. That's uh, that's going to step on our pride, which a lot of us have. Yes, yeah, and it also means that we're going to be taking a different approach with each of our kids, and so we're not have a one size fits all approach to this is how we parent as a family or this is how we homeschool as a family. It requires us to change and to be adaptable. I encountered that actually just this last year. When I speak at conferences, one of the things I talk about is how one of the benefits of homeschooling is that we don't have to assign grades. Grades are for big classrooms, to, for a teacher to keep track of where everybody's at, and um, but homeschoolers, we do not need to do grades. You know where your kids are at. And so I, I've said this for years. And this last year with my boys, I encountered problems with their math where they were, not, um, they were not applying due diligence in their work, and they were getting a lot of problems wrong. And I was coming in going, hey, dude, you got half these problems wrong. He's like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> and it's just they weren't stepping up. And so this last year, I actually gave them grades. Every single sheet of math they did is killing me. But I go through and I grade it, and I assign a letter grade because these boys of mine are competitive, and so once they start seeing it in a different light, they've stepped up and they've 
been putting in, uh, paying attention to their work on the front end. And so that was just sort of a homeschooling type example where I had to let go of, oh, I don't do grades because I'm a homeschooler. And I had to assess the situation and go, oh, no, that is needed here. And that's exactly what my boys needed to do. And I had to sort of discard the, we don't do that mindset that I had. You know, that lines up with a principle <laughs> that uh, we, we live by in the Fletcher House, which is every kid every year. So um, I think when it's a formula, um, we're going to homeschool everybody the same way all the way through. And we had to learn at some point along the way that, no, it's every kid every year. This kid is going to use this curriculum or this form of learning for this year. And next year it might be different, but it's every kid every year we reevaluate how we're going to do that. That's exactly what you're saying. Hey, this year these kids needed grades, and maybe next year they won't, but this year they did. That's what we had to do. So I'm I'm this formula-based parent, Heather, and I I really rely on the rules and the the structure because that's just the way I am. And so I'm going to parent my kids and I'm going to say, this is how the Fletchers do it, and this is what we do, and I don't care if you don't like it, this is how we do it. So I recognize this in myself and I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pushback. I'm seeing that my kids maybe are afraid of me sometimes instead of um, being repentant, you know, instead of there being this wonderful relationship that we've built together and we come to the cross together and we, you know, we are, we're forgiving each other and all of this. Instead, I see fear in my kids or I see um, that my kids just aren't towing the line or, or even if they are, it seems very much like there's outward obedience to that, but maybe not a real heartfelt um, joy in our home. And so I'm recognizing this and I'm saying I need to change. So what, what's the first thing you would say to me? Well, one of the first things I would say is it comes back to the relationship. And um, I'm sure you too have had this with your adult children coming back. When there is a context of, of relationships with our children, and again, it's not going to be perfect because we all make mistakes, but when there's a context of love and understanding, our faults tend to disappear. The bad memories fade. So when I look back at my childhood, um, I don't remember in vivid detail all of the disappointing times, the times where my parents failed me, the times where... Um, gosh, their sin just spilled out or whatnot. I remember the good times. I remember the times when they came and apologized. Um, and so that's why we need to build our homes on relationships because our children are incredibly forgiving. And so, and that's where it's just as we walk in the spirit, it's sort of a self-correcting mode. Because the Holy Spirit isn't going to let us veer off if we are paying attention to Him and we are following His lead. And so that's where it's not bad to have principles. It's not bad to have the Fletcher way of doing things or the Hopped way of doing things, but you have to hold it lightly and go, ultimately, we're going we're gonna to do what the Lord wants us to do while simultaneously recognizing that God's called each family down different paths. And I would just say, there's such freedom in that. You know, when you can grasp, um, when, when you can let go. I mean, really is what it is. You're letting go and saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relinquish control yes. here to the Holy Spirit. 
there's beautiful freedom in that where kids can breathe and, <laughs> and parents can be repentant and be chief confessors in, in our homes. Yeah, when I pray for my children at night, I don't do as much as my boys now, but I still do it a lot with my daughter. I regularly remind them that that God loves them more than even I do. And so I, I, I want them to know that I love them. And I want them to know that God loves them even more. And is that truth decent to them? And even by me communicating that to my children, it reminds me, oh, God has my kids. I can trust him. I don't have to sit here and try to manipulate and control the outcomes with my children because God loves them more than I do, which is pretty amazing because as parents, we would give up our lives for our children. And um, and to know that God loves them even more than we ever could, it's just, it's free that we can trust him with the outcomes. We can trust him um, that he has our kids and that they each have an individual path to walk out and to know that he, he, he has that. All right, ladies, I want to ask you a tough question. Um, when we do formula-based parenting and our kids don't turn out the way we had hoped, we blame the formulas. Hmm. When we trust God with our parenting and we go to him every day and we do exactly what we've been talking about during this interview, and our kids don't turn out the way we want, do we still blame God? Or is that more of a revelation that... Our kids are individuals, and God deals with individuals. Boom. There's a big question. How do you guys want to handle that one? (laughs) Well, the first thing that comes to mind for me is that ultimately God is God, and I am not. And he didn't give me these children so that they could become these stellar Christians under my watch. (laughs) So he is the one who's in control, and he has a plan and a purpose for their lives that can look very different than his plan and purpose for my life. Um, And so part of surrendering to his will and part of saying, okay, Lord, you know, show me how to parent this child is knowing that I'm not responsible for the outcome. I'm just responsible to be faithful. Heather, same question to you. What what uh, does that bring freedom to you now that you're trusting God with your kids if your kids don't turn out the way you hoped? Um, it requires a continued faith walk because it's hard. I think, especially when things happen where you didn't expect that, or um, they start going down a path that is not the direction that you want them to go, or that you'd hoped and you'd prayed so hard for. I think it's really easy to either doubt. God, um, doubt yourself, doubt your child. And, and yet, when I look around and I see people's stories, I'm just I'm reminded that everything that happens in our life plays into our story and the story we have to tell. And so, um, so yeah, I'm walking that out with friends of mine that are no longer walking with the Lord. And I have to watch because I go, I had amazing spiritual conversations with you 10 years, 15 years ago. 20 years ago, dipping back into my, into my childhood and, um, and just trusting that God is outside of time. All we see is this situation from our point of view. And so going, stepping back and recognizing that God is sovereign, that he is, um, he is outside of the, um, time and that he sees a big picture that we can't see. All we see is a small is a small piece. And so that, when I, when I look at that and when I hear testimonies about it from other people, that builds my faith to be praying um, for my kids, be praying for myself that I would trust 
God with my kid's future because I'm still very much in the active parenting. I feel like I have some sense of control stage of life. Um, but watching friends of mine walk that out with adult children or children in their teens and having to let go and trust God with their children is challenging. But recognizing the big picture, I think, helps. Heather, this was a great and rich conversation, and I, I am really, really thankful at this point that I know I, that you're coming back on to, to be back with us on the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Um, you are actually an author with a book coming out that we're really excited about called Nights in Training, um, all about raising young men. And so we're going to have you back, and we're going to continue this discussion, talk some more about principles, but also talk about how to equip boys to really be um, chivalrous young men in this day and age. So everybody, be looking for Heather's book. You will want to read this. And um, Heather, thanks again for being on the podcast. Hey, Heather, before you go, could you tell us one more time, where can our listeners find you online? So you can find me online at heatherhawks.com. I also hang out over on Instagram at heatherhawks. And you can find me on Facebook. All right. We'll put all of those into our show notes. Thanks again for being on the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to come back. All right. Before we wrap up the show, we're going to have Heather back on. We'll go right through the uh, show notes there. And you can click over to meet meet her at any of those locations she mentioned. But we're going to have her back on and talk about boys. That'll be fun. Um, in the meantime, here's a couple things we need you to do. We haven't asked for this in a long time, people. We need reviews over at iTunes. You know what? It's a way we get to hear how we're doing. Um, so go ahead and leave a review. Constructive criticism or just all five stars, yippee, yay, yay. You're the best <laughs> podcasters in the world. Um, we have grown this podcast. It is grown by leaps and bounds. You are telling people about it. You're sharing it. You're doing all those great things. Yeah, thank um, you. It's just like we have doubled in the last year how big Mm -hmm. this podcast is but that means a lot of you are new to us and you need to go leave a review so head on over to itunes there's a link in the show notes if you're listening on your phone click the screen you can follow the link it'll take you right to itunes where you can leave us a review please do that also what else they can support us they can if you go to patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. I don't know if everybody knows this, but you can drop a donation for us on a monthly basis. You can give a one-time gift. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, we're talking a dollar to 10000 Yeah, oh, 10000 exactly. <laughs> and uh, then what that does for us is it allows us to continue to produce these shows week after week after week, which yeah. is a labor of love, really. But if with your support, we can do more. Yep. Lastly, we want to let you know we are going to be traveling a lot this year. We have a couple places around the United States we're going to be together. Yes. If you would like to meet us, if you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee. I only say that because people love to talk about coffee with me when we travel. Like yes, when we they go, do. we went to Indiana last year. I'd, I'd say at least everybody that came up to us that knew us was like, hey, what are you drinking, Flood? Do you have your <laughs> coffee cup? That's right. Good to be known for that. So uh, we're going to be in... We're going to be in Atlanta. Atlanta. Teach Them Diligently. That's right. That's in May. And then in June, we're going to be at Sandy Cove Camp in Maryland doing the entire week. So... If you really like us, I mean, you could hear us talk all week long. That's going <laughs> to be a, a lot camp. of fun. Homeschool family camp. It is. And we are actually bringing some of our kiddos with us, yeah. too. So that'll be fun. Great week plan there. So that's where we're going to be. Kendra's going to be a few places on her own. Um, we can find us online yes. um, at homeschoolingirl.com. It's a clearinghouse for everything. If you want to um, find me online, everything is slash the mango time. So Facebook, 
facebook.com slash the mango times instagram.com slash the mango times and twitter.com slash the mango times easy peasy well it's not that easy like you think fletch you think the mango times i hope that's where you can find me where can they find you oh you can find me at kendrafletcher.com and from there you can leap around everywhere else i am hey thanks for listening this week and we will be back next week with a great show This is Heather Hawk. You've been listening to the Homeschool in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them wherever you download your podcasts.